Welcome back to another edition of the Educational AD Podcast. We couldn't do this without the incredible support of our sponsors, and we want to start by saying thank you to all of them. First, to our diamond sponsor, Varsity Brands, including BSN, Varsity Spirit, and Herf Jones. Varsity Brands, elevating student experiences in sport, spirit, and achievement. We also want to thank our platinum sponsors, Ephesus Lighting, innovating a brighter future at every level. Gilman Gear, always a step ahead. Camp Mobile, where leaders communicate better. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. And Vital Signs, bring student achievements to life. Thank you to all of our great sponsors. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the FIAAA Insider on the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest this afternoon is Rocky Gillis. Rocky is the District Athletic Director for the Broward County School District down in South Florida. Rocky, how's it going today? Uh, it's going wonderful, Jake. Uh, just moving right along. Thank you. Okay. Well, I know everybody's got a busy summer going on, including you, so we're going to jump right into it. Rocky, uh, give us a little bit of your background, maybe that five-minute bio of uh, where you uh, where you got started, uh, you know, where you went to school, and specifically how your athletic experiences kind of led you to a life of the athletic administrator. Hi, Jake. So basically born and raised here in South Florida in Pompano Beach, uh, attended Pompano Beach High School, uh, and growing up, uh, played neighborhood sports for a while and then began my experiences with organized sports at age nine, playing uh, baseball, basketball, and football. Um, high school was able to transition and played some basketball, football, and ran track, um, which kind of led me to my college career of uh, football scholarship at Iowa State um, University. A um, few knee injuries uh, led to some different things. And uh, as a member of Army ROTC, um, I attended a camp and was commissioned as second lieutenant in uh, 1983 um, until I received an honorable discharge in 1988. And what led you to uh, your current position here with Broward County? So I can tell you my first coaching experience actually dates back to when I was 12 years old, uh, assisting my brother uh, coaching my mom's women's softball team. Um, and after that, after post-college, I joined friends who were coaching youth football, uh, which led me into coaching some other sports for the recreation department here in Pompano Beach uh, with t-ball, basketball, and uh, kind of did a dual process because I coached youth football as well as was an assistant at the high school football team at Blanche Ely High School. Um, I later became um, the head football coach at Blanche Ely, and I was also coaching uh, track and field as well. Uh, transitioned over to uh, Pompano Beach High School, which was my alma mater, um, helped them open the school back up after being closed for 14 years. Uh, we started a football and athletic program. I was actually the football coach I was the head basketball coach. I was the head track coach, as well as serving as the athletic director. Um, 
during that process, I was on a number of uh, local groups and uh, uh, with the, at the time, the county athletic director. And uh, that kind of prepared me and led me into the current position of being the county athletic director, which I've been for the last 19 years. Um, I must say I attended my first FIAAA conference in uh, 2001. And I guess at that point I was kind of hooked, uh, began to take some uh, LTI courses. And uh, in 2013, I uh, joined the board of directors for the FIAAA. Um, I've been on the uh, board since that time and on the executive board for the past three years. Well, going back to uh, your coaching days, um, did you have a particular uh, role model or a mentor that sort of nudged you into the athletic administration uh, fast lane? So I'm not exactly sure if they nudged me into the athletic administration direction, uh, but they definitely kind of uh, inspired me to participate and be a coach. Um, and that came from every, as far back as my oldest brother, um, then my dad, who was also a coach when we participated in uh, youth sports. And my mom was also a coach. Uh, she coached uh, high school basketball and middle school basketball. Um, so I had a keen interest in coaching and being around sports. Um, after seeing the benefits uh, that it provided me, uh, not only in my personal development, but also my athletic and academic development. Well, you mentioned FIAAA, and uh, again, we were both, uh, you know, deeply involved in that organization. We actually, you know, spent some time together down in Broward County uh, many years ago when I was in the private schools down there. Um, I remember my athletic director in high school and our, our college AD, you know, just kind of big, gruff, uh, you know, very imposing figures, but, you know, very, very motivational. Uh, can still, you know, see it like it's yesterday. Uh, and I know you have a similar background. How would you describe the changes from maybe when you were a student athlete or even as a beginning coach to today? Uh, how is the job of the athletic administrator changed? Um, so I, I think um, there's a lot of different facets that uh, athletic administration has had to take on. Um, one of the biggest ones has been education, uh, not only for the student athletes, but for coaches as well as parents as a whole. Um, and I think that environment uh, probably didn't necessarily have to exist um, early on, at least when I played or in my early days of being an athletic administrator. As you have taken on more and more responsibility from, say, a school-based AD to a, a district athletic director with multiple schools, um, what are some of your challenges uh, that you see on a daily basis, uh, but at the same time, uh, success stories, you know, where you've taken on that challenge and uh, help your district or help that school out? So I, I, you know, again, I think I got into coaching and athletic administration because of the joy I had with just uh, the interaction with uh, student athletes. Um, but I guess during this time as an athletic administrator, I've also found uh, tremendous respect and uh, love for the interaction with the coaches. Um, again, when I started out, I guess, uh, trying to get coaches to be on the same uh, kind of uh, wavelength as everything else and uh, putting the athletes first. Um, I, I think that has probably been one of the biggest challenges, 
but I can tell you as we move forward in the relationship that we're able to form with uh, coaches from various schools and being able to help mentor those coaches as well as the athletic directors, uh, those are kind of some of the highlights of being in this job right now. Again, we always hear the expression, uh, you know, kids today, you know, the, the, the kids have changed. And uh, I think the response is, well, maybe kids haven't changed. Maybe parents have changed a little bit. Uh, what are some changes that you've seen, uh, both from a challenging aspect and from a positive standpoint with uh, student athletes that uh, we get to work with each day? So it's funny that you say that because I, I remember being at one of our FIAAA uh, conferences and we had a speaker that uh, put up a quote on the uh, screen and he asked everyone to read it. And, uh, and this was basically the same response that people in the audience had about what they would say about the uh, students of today and the youth of today. And he asked who's actually made that statement and no one could guess, but it was actually Socrates. So it led to the same thing that you just said, that the kids really haven't changed. You know, they're going to challenge and they're going to do whatever they believe they can get away with. But it's actually the parents that have changed. And I think one of the uh, most uh, gratifying things has been as we continue to educate the student athletes on various aspects of life, they're actually teaching each other. And so we don't have the challenges, I would say, um, from having to deal with most of the uh, student athletes. I think some of the uh, challenges or the biggest challenges comes with uh, our attempts to always educate the parents in, in this day and this climate. Um, talking um, about you know, educating kids and educating coaches, um, one of the challenges that all of us are facing now, not just in, in Florida, but nationwide, is reopening. And I think one of the things that, you know, we've seen even here in our own state of Florida is that, you know, there, <laughs> there doesn't seem to be a lot of common ground. Uh, just zeroing in on Broward County, maybe even down to Dade County, what are some steps that y'all have taken right now in your efforts to reopen whenever that date might be? So um, we've taken a lot of time and worked with a lot of different groups, bringing in medical, uh, people from the medical area, um, even our district with risk management, safety, and all of these people and put together multiple um, committees to kind of look at some things to formulate a plan that would at least try to uh, start our student athletes off with an acclimation period, uh, with conditioning because they've missed so much time uh, but then again, it leads to the other aspect of cleaning and disinfecting um, protocols that had to be developed, um, but also now the other challenges, training everyone on how to use these uh, cleaning uh, materials and how to properly use PPEs and uh, just the education portion that, again, that has to be developed. And we're hoping to get some of these from the various experts in the different fields. Um, to assist us in this process of trying to reopen and relaunch. Um, obviously, um, you know, CDC has some guidelines in place uh, and everyone needs to follow those. And then we're monitoring uh, numbers and cases on a daily basis. Um, and then there's just the unknown as we continue to prepare on whether we will be able to start when we would, uh, I mean, the date that we wanted to start obviously has passed. 
Uh, but we're just looking forward to trying to be ready uh, with the proper protocols uh, when at that time does come. I'm sure that uh, your schools were similar to uh, what my school went through during the recent spring season, you know, where sports were canceled. Uh, but we still made a big effort to have our coaches communicate um, via Zoom and other platforms to maintain those important connections with their student athletes. Um, what are some things that you're doing with your coaches right now uh, to you know, help bridge that gap of not being able to meet? So, so again, and I, and I think the coaches that have been um, probably the most involved, they're probably those that are looking for their seasons to start. Uh, when this entire pandemic started, that was the coaches who had been put on pause uh, until they know things were stopped. Um, they had the most uh, communication with their student athletes. Um, I think it's very important uh, that we, uh, one of the social issues obviously that we have now is mental health. And that goes both for our student athletes as well as our coaches. Uh, so coaches have been having virtual inf informational meetings. Uh, some have been geared more sports specific, but I think uh, that has been a critical part of what needed to take place now. Um, uh, kids have missed the interaction with their friends. Uh, we actually have a 14-year-old godson that uh, we've been raising for most of his life, and that has been a critical part for him as well. Uh, they, they truly miss that interaction, and they need to have something that's uh, that's kind of consistent and that's known to them. And, and a lot of that has been through their coaches. You know, you mentioned social issues. Uh, let's go and jump in and, and just maybe talk a little bit about uh, the social issues that are, you know, we're all looking at and dealing with now uh, these last several months. Um, what are some things that, you know, you've done with um, the Broward County Schools? What are some things that we can do as athletic administrators uh, to do a better job of being leaders and educators for the students and the families we are working with? So again, I, I truly believe in edu educational-based athletics, and I think that the cornerstone of everything we do is going to be education. Uh, we went through a period of time where we had to begin educating people on uh, concussion and concussion management. Uh, we went to gender identity. And I think now we're surrounding ourselves back uh, to diversity. Um, and I think part of that lends itself to the, us educating our athletes and parents all about sportsmanship. Uh, those things have been key. And I think, uh, as you know, because of everything that's happened recently, uh, diversity has become to the forefront. Uh, so, I mean, we have several things that we need to do. I think we're gonna have to continue to to get partners to come in and to continue to educate not only our student athletes, but our coaches and athletic directors as well. Um, uh, like I say, mental health, sportsmanship, and now diversity. I think those are the forefront of uh, everything that we're gonna be doing uh, for the coming months. Let's go and talk about uh, some favorite things. Uh, in your day, in your week, uh, what are uh, two or three of the best things that you get to do? Okay, so um, on normal situations, and again, I, I'll go back to the, the one of the most exciting things that I get to do is I get to interact with student athletes. Um, it was much more on a daily basis when I was a school-based administrator and a coach, 
But as a county AD, um, it's also fascinating because now I don't only get to communicate with student athletes, but oftentimes I interact with just regular students. Um, my department has uh, athletics and student activities that are, are our department. So quite often I'm visiting and seeing and getting have whole conversations with kids that are student government and other activities. Um, I think that is really the biggest thing that I love to do. Uh, but in order to get to that point and have well-rounded uh, athletes and student athletes, I think that it comes down and boils down to also interactions with those other athletic administrators, coaches. Um, I really value uh, the amount of respect that I guess that uh, a lot of those people, the athletic administrators and coaches have for what I attempt to do. And they kind of understand that I'm going to be a fair person. Um, so I, I think those are really the biggest things and the, and the most enjoyable is the people that I get to work with on a daily basis and then the interaction with the student athletes. Yeah, I think most ADs would say the same thing. Uh, you've mentioned FIAAA. Um, in your position as the 2020-2021 president-elect, you're the guy that gets to plan and organize our annual state conference. Um, I know it's early, but uh, what are some things that you've already been able to do and, and some things that uh, we can look forward to uh, for this coming year's conference? I, I think one of the things is... Uh... Uh, although we might, I don't have the final stamp of uh, approval yet, but I think we have a tremendous speaker that's going to be for our opening, who's going to lead right into uh, diversity, understanding of different people and different uh, types of people. Um, and again, I, I'm hoping to be able to bring some people to the table that provide the education in those other areas. Um, I believe in, you know, we've always tried to have what we call a an athletic director toolbox or an athletic administrator's toolbox. Um, I think in this process, we may be creating a virtual uh, athletic administrator's uh, toolbox, as well as uh, hopefully providing some technical still skills to some of our ADs that they may be able to use in this virtual environment if it continues. And I tell you, because of what we've had to do, there are some things that we may be doing differently with some coaches' meetings um is in the future uh that will actually be more effective and more efficient for us to operate well it sounds exciting as uh, someone who got to do that this past year and uh, we ended up going virtual uh i know you're going to have a great time and i know you're going to do a great job let's go and wrap this up with what we call the big three you know you talked about that ad's toolbox uh you're meeting right now with uh, a brand new athletic director what are the three big things you're going to put in that new athletic director's toolbox? I think it's details on um, documenting everything that you do um, as far as paperwork and having all these things in order. Um, I think that would be key. I think the communication that they're going to have with the administration at their school. Um, I think the administration and, and the relationship between the administrators and the athletic director are very important, and as well as that relationship with their coaches. Um, and I think the other thing that I'm gonna try to do is provide tools for them that will help them be very organized. Uh, because when they're organized and communicate effectively, I think those two things are gonna make their job so much easier. 
Well, Rocky, uh, again, you and I know each other for a long time, but it's been great talking with you. I was very glad that you agreed to be our very first guest on the FIAAA Insider. And we're hoping that uh, our future guests will be able to do as good a job as you. Well, I appreciate it, Jake. And uh, quite often throughout my life, I have been the first at something. <laughs> and uh, I very appreciate uh, the opportunity to be the first one to be a part of this. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, Rocky shared some great ideas uh, with us as far as leadership and for athletic directors. Uh, please tune in again for the next edition of the FIAAA Insider. Thanks a lot. All right. See you guys in uh, April. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Educational AD Podcast. I want to remind you that the Zoom recording of this interview is also available on YouTube on the Educational AD channel. Thanks again for listening.